Chicago Bears are still in the middle of minicamp, and we're going to talk about some of the things that come out from minicamp, especially the offensive line starting to gel together. That's according to head coach Matt Eberflus. We're also going to talk about Demarcus Walker's comments about the team struggle in 2022 and how this year is going to be a different team and defense and how the Chicago Bears continue expanding Tyler Scott's game. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm Hayes, host of the show. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform that we are on. But let's go ahead and get into the details of it. Minicamp is still going on as we are edging closer and closer to preseason games and we actually get to see what this team looks like with pads on albeit you can only take so much from preseason but I'm really excited just to see Chicago Bears football once again but some of the details come out of day two of minicamp is that it looks like the offense had a successful two-minute drill now for those that watched the Bears consistently last season knows that there were some issues when we had we didn't really have many opportunities for like a, a, a two-minute drill or anything like that, but there were always either something going wrong with the drop pass, an interception, uh, uh, giving up sacks, which was pretty common for us in general. And so hearing that it was a it was a pretty successful two-minute drill sounds good. It looks like he led the offense down the field for a field goal. So while he didn't find the end zone, still finding a way to score. Uh, it looks like he overthrew uh, Cole Komet on one of those that would have been a big gain as well. So, you know, he missed, he missed Cole Komet a couple of times on a deep cross and on um, another throw that would have been a big game. But overall, it looks like uh, DJ Moore also do a pass inter- uh, interference call in the end zone, which helped us get, get us into field goal range. Overall, you want to hear the Bears getting their two-minute offense together, right? That's, that's a key part. When you look at what separates teams that are able to win close games, especially with how many close games the Bears have with one score or less, um, being able to, you know, get that two-minute uh, drill together is key, right? And again, it looks like Justin Fields and DJ Moore continue building their chemistry. They had what was called as the highlight play of the day, uh, which looks like it was a long pass that DJ Moore uh, picked off between between two defenders and still getting the reception there. Um, and it looks like DJ Moore has been the most impressive player in all of the minicamp, OTAs, everything thus far. And you expect that, right? You want to hear that from your number one overall wide receiver, your wide receiver one, and him and Justin Fields finding that chemistry is going to continue to just be, be good. Uh, it looks like also Jaquan Brisker did pick off Justin Fields on the 7-on-7. Seven seven. So shout out to Jaquan Brisker. You guys know if you saw yesterday's that I'm really looking forward to the season that Jaquan Brisker is going to have. Noah Sewell also shining. Getting to work as the Sam linebacker with the first team on defense. Now Jack Sanborn has already been said he's still going expected to be the starter. He's penciled in there. Uh, but Noah Sewell is going to get many opportunity in, uh, because Jack Sanborn, you know, who ha- has not uh, – played a lot yet. I think he's still dealing with um, some nagging health injuries there, and he's sidelined right now. That gives Noel Sewell a chance to really play with the starters to see what he's how he shapes up with TJ uh, Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. And so, you know, having him at that same spot, I think is going to be good for him and his development because regardless, yes, Jack Sanborn is going to be the starter heading into training camp and the preseason. But Noel Sewell is going to be a player that gets a lot of snaps as well, I think, in that rookie year. And he's going to be a rotational piece. So with that being said, it looks like he's 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 playing pretty well and, and you know, in those reps, really shining. And let's talk about Demarcus Walker. Now, he was asked and he you know talked about the the Bears struggles last season. And he said this, honestly, 
Fuck that shit. That is him, not me saying that. This is the 2023 Chicago Bears. We got a whole new identity, a whole new offense, and a whole new defense. Here's what I'll say with that. That is what that is the mindset that you want him to have, right? And Demarcus Walker, we talked about the edge coming back. Not the edge position, but even though he's going to play edge for us, but the, the edge, right? The monsters of the midway, having that, ment- that defensive mentality that is just nasty, right? Having DeMarcus Walker talk about that, we've already heard from Jaquan Brisk, we've heard from Tremaine Edmonds, Eddie Jackson coming back as a leader of this team on the defensive side. I love how the how the defensive mentality is rounding out for the Chicago Bears team. And so, you know, it, it's great to hear him talk about, you know, he don't care about the struggles. Uh, Eddie Jackson also saying this, the energy is just so intense out there right now. When you get a bunch of guys like that, you're going to create something special. The type of guys we have in the locker room, real leaders, guys who really care about football. We've talked about here so often, the Bears defense was on a steady decline year after year after year, but it really does seem like this Chicago Bears defense is going to be completely new and get back to being what I have asked for, and that is the monsters of the midway on the defensive side of the ball. You guys know if you've been listening to the show long enough, whether on the podcast or YouTube side, I am a defense guy. I love offense. I I was a running back, right? So I understand all of that. But I am a guy when I'm watching my team having a defense that operates, having a disciplined defense that goes, attacks the quarterback, tackles hard, doesn't miss tackles, right? That just plays the game right. It's such a a beautiful brand of football that I just, I enjoy it so much. And so wanting to see this team get back to being that in this new mentality and culture that's building the hitch principle was a great way to start it last season, right? We saw how disciplined this team was to start the year. Yeah, we got away from that as we traded pieces, had injuries, things like that. But coming into this season, hopefully with everyone fully healthy, coming into this season with the new acquisitions on that defensive side of the ball, the nice mix of veteran and youth, and even some of our veterans still pretty youthful themselves. I tell you what, I think we're cooking up something special defensively in Chicago this upcoming year, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Next up, the offensive line. Matt Eberflus has talked about that offensive line starting to gel together. Um, some he says this. It's been good. I just talked to CMO, offensive line coach Chris Morgan, uh, earlier today about it and continuity that's really starting to gel, having guys next to each other, Braxton next to, to the guard, and also Nate next to the, to the other young lineman. So, uh, so they've got some youth next to some experience there. We like it, and it's starting to gel. And there was also a story that came out of this, and Tevin, and Tevin Jenkins saying that he actually got a call from Chris Morgan about five minutes after they signed Nate Davis to inform him that he was going to be switching from right to left guard and just talking about how well it helped him prepare knowing so far ahead of uh, uh, in advance of what they were going to do, right? Nate Davis even talking about it, right? The veteran coming in. I think we're in a really good spot. The communication in the field, at least between the O-line and even the quarterbacks and wide receivers, has been really good. Even off the field, the types of conversations we're having about the different types of schemes and what to look for, we're in a good spot. The offensive line, keeping Justin Fields upright, we talked about. That was that was one of the most important things that you wanted to be able to get and have with this team going forward into next season. And here to hear that that offensive line is starting to come together, to hear that you know the changes that they've made, the players that, the, that they've moved, even Tevin Jenkins saying he's actually more comfortable moving to the right side. Like, it just all sounds, and it just, it right now, yes, let me be clear here. It's easy for everything to sound right, right? I want to be clear in me saying that and be objective to say, right now, you should only be hearing the right thing, right? You should only be hearing those things. But how many times throughout the last handful of years with the Chicago Bears have we came out of a training camp not quite knowing, right? Have we came out 
of train of 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 OTAs, not quite knowing how many times have we still came out of preseason, not quite knowing. It seems like this coaching staff and the front office set a vision. They got players in place and they want to execute a certain vision. And it seems like as of right now, the players are falling in line to that. Yes, we need to see it when it's tested on the field with pads on against other teams. But ultimately, it seems like that culture that we've talked about building here in Chicago is really starting to come along, right? Tevin Jenkins even adding in. It lets me actually get good at my craft. It feels good because I can actually work on one thing instead of trying to flip-flop sides and make sure I have an equal work on both sides. Just understanding the continuity we have on that offensive line. And don't overlook how important it is also having a veteran in in um in Whitehead, like just where he's gonna be, right? So listen, we got a lot. Whitehead, I said Whitehead, Cody Whitehead. Um, we have so much that yes, there's still tons of questions, and rightfully so. There's room and reason to be optimistic, pessimistic, everything, right? But just having everything kind of you know a, a vision and and the execution of that, and having depth as well. We still have depth on that offensive line as well. So. I, I really I, I like what we're building here. I like what we're doing on the offense and defensive side of the ball. Like I've said before, I kind of expect the offense to come along a little bit slower than the defense. Um, I think that that defense, because of the mix of veterans that they have there and things, and how even the players that they drafted kind of fit into the scheme well. Not to say that the players on offense don't fit into the scheme, but I just think that it's going to be more streamlined, just level of, of continuity on that defensive side. But the offensive line as well. You, you just don't want to overlook what we've done there and what, what potentially coming. We got some pretty good depth pieces there. When you look at having Lucas Patrick now as more of a depth piece, I know there's some Bears fans that are down on him. I liked him. Larry Borm, who was thrust into a position that, honestly, he wasn't ready for, but I still, even the way that he grew over the course of the season. Alex Leatherwood is still a piece that they're really high on as well, even though he didn't look the best in a Bears uniform last year. You still see what he's able to bring and what he brought to the Raiders in his rookie year, that's still a solid depth piece to also look at in the future as well. So I like what we're doing here. I like what we're building. I like what we're hearing out of training camp. And of course, yeah, it'd be more concerning if we weren't hearing the right things coming out of training camp. But at the end of the day, we're hearing what we need to hear. DeMarcus Walker, who we've already talked about in his mindset with the new defense and how he's really shaping up as a leader for that defense as well, Talked about the fact that he can he can play anywhere, that he doesn't have a preference of where he lines up on the defensive line, and how that's going to help kind of everyone just settle into their more natural positions as well. I really do think having a piece like Demarcus Walker, who really can play in anywhere, right? Anywhere on that offensive line, he can play just about. Having a piece like that, as we have the Zach Pickens, right? The Javon Dexter, the Billings, right? The Justin Jones, who we're still trying to figure out, Tevin Jenkins, uh, Dominique Robinson, right? Having a piece like Walker who literally is like, hey, I'm going to be effective wherever you put me, it helps the growth of everyone else. And having him and that mindset and that veteran leadership as well is helping. It looks like Javon Dexter and Zach, and Zach Pickens also really shining out. Tevin Jenkins saying this about them. Inside and outside moves, they're rushing, he noted, and speed for the game is, is surprising. So and it looks like Tevin Jenkins also said that they're going to be tougher to go against when pads are on it than in training camp. Everything right now is shaping up for a successful Bears season. How you measure success, it depends on everybody else, but it also looks like the Bears have also tested Bermuda grass for Hallis Hall. So hopefully we have a better field overall for us as well, even though that's a bit of an advantage for us in a way. As far as injury updates, um, looks like um, Darda Mooney, Chase Claypool are still sidelined right now, have not really gotten back in there. Uh, he's still uh, Claypool. I'm sorry, uh, Darnell Mooney still recovering from that broken ankle. 
and then Claypool has that soft tissue injury. But with that said, with their two injuries, this has opened up a unique situation for the Bears to continue testing Tyler Scott and where he's going to be, right? So as of right now, they've been having him a lot in the slot, even though he hasn't played a lot of slot in college, right? 96% of his snaps in college were on the outside, so they're growing that part of his game, but then also putting him in situations in the punt game, right? At the end of the day, it looks like this Chicago Bears team sees that they have a playmaker in Tyler Scott, that one that could potentially be extremely versatile for that team in all facets of, of the, in many facets of the game. And I think that this opportunity um, with Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney being down in training camp, it, it's given them a, an extended look and a chance to use Tyler Scott in some other op areas to just see how he's going to end up shaping up. And while I know a lot of Bears fans think Tyler Scott could be the built-in replacement for Darnell Mooney, we'll see what that happens with that. But having a play blanker in Tyler Scott is just, it, it, it's, it's good. It's good for the team. It's good for him. And it seems like they are going to try to put him in a position in, in, in punts, right? And it may, he may even be ahead of Velius Jones, Dante Pettis in those areas, right? And that's going to be the, the time that Tyler Scott gets a chance to really make a name for himself. When everybody's healthy, he's about the sixth wide receiver on the depth chart. I expect him to rise over, over that, of course, but his ability in using him in the punt, using him in the kick game, and him getting a chance to show his big playmaking skills in those areas, even though NFL is making kicks more difficult. With that said, like, I really do like Tyler Scott. I like the way that he's shaping up, and I like what I'm hearing about him as well on this roster, even coming um, into training camp. So, you know, it's a lot to continue to look, monitor, see how things go on, but that's it. That's today's episode. You guys can let me know what you think on all the topics down below. Tomorrow's the mailbag, so I need you guys to really sound off if you, if you haven't gone off in the mailbag yet about any thoughts on this team, anything, NFL-related as well. And so we'll tell you how to do that here in a second. Make sure you're following the show at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. And then lastly, uh, you can send us a text message and our voicemail, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, Shy Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break, break, media. media.